Hello, this is Ernie Johnson, owner of Anashira. It's the first part of June, and we've had a lot of rainy weather, but it's gone now, and it's turned hot and dry. I talk about my garden with you, and uh, I've been out there again today working in it. I've been working hard. This garden is pretty good size. It's 35 yards long. It was 50 yards long. Now, that's about half, that's half the size of a football field. Uh, I shortened it down a little bit. I spend a lot of time in this garden. I have a big tiller. It's a seven and a half horsepower machine. And I, uh, you have to till it for weeds. The weeds just come up, and you have to prepare each row for planting. This thing feels like it's seven and a half horses pulling me around. Now, we've lived here eight years, and I've been working in this garden for eight years, and I'm still pulling out rocks that come up from beneath. We'll pull out an Indian arrowhead every now and then. We'll pop up. Today I planted tomatoes. I grow all my plants myself from seed. Well, all plants except for sweet potatoes. I buy slips of those. But much of this seed I grew myself. It's called heirloom plants that you can uh, save the seed and plant it, and it will have all the characteristics of the mother plant. Some of this stuff I plant year after year, corn, okra, not tomatoes really. So it's been wet for about two weeks, so wet I couldn't get in the garden. And today I went out to plant tomatoes. I planted one kind called Mountain Majesty, 15 of those plants. Then I had some seeds that my pal Clifton gave me. He got them from a buddy of his named Ralph who grew these tomatoes and saved the seed. And last year, Clifton brought me this seed, and he said, could you plant some of this for me? I really like these tomatoes. So I did, and he grew them, and he loved them. And I had a few more seeds left, so I grew some more plants this year, and I split them with Clifton. So I planted some of those. And these, uh, this plant, I gave it a special name. I call it Ralph's Tomatoes. And there's one called beefsteak, which is a great slicing tomato. I planted 13 of those. So I've got 35 tomato plants. And in, for a number of weeks in the summer, we're going to have lots of tomatoes. We're going to have bushels of tomatoes. And we eat tomatoes. Well, we eat them only in the summer. We don't buy them at the store and eat them because I hate how they taste. So we just... Go cold turkey for most of the year and don't eat tomatoes until this garden starts producing. And uh, we eat a lot of them. We eat them every way we can. And I can most of them. I make tomatoes for sauces, for pasta. I have this sauce I make called chili sauce, a recipe I got from my mom, whom she got from her mom. I got to tell you about this one day. I make salsa. I make barbecue sauce. I uh, I make everything I can. They don't go to waste. Now, these plants I put out there already have flowers on them, and some of them already have small tomatoes. But it'll be a few weeks before we have anything ripe enough to eat. And then we'll know it's summer. So I just came in, and my hands and my face and my arms are covered with dirt and dust. 
and I stand at the sink and I get water and wash up and water's all over myself and I lather up with a bar of my soap on a shira soap. Today I use wild oats, no scent. Make lots of lather. I love that soap. I feel so clean. Try it. You'll enjoy it, even if you aren't covered in dirt and dust. Oh, I, I told you last week about a discount that we put in for you listeners of this podcast called Stories from Anashira 15. Well, I had several comments about it. It's too long. It's too complicated. Okay. I added a new promo code, shorter. It's STORIES15. Still good for 15% discount. Well, I have some good news to share with you this week, so let's get to it. began with a goat called Mama. She was a friend before I even started milking her. Now, below us is what we call the holler. It's woods, trails, creeks, uh, maybe 25, 30 acres down there. And I walk my dog Sammy every day. And one of these walks, uh, we take goes through the holler. It's a big hill that goes down. Now, there was a billy goat that lived here at the time. He has since died. His name was Lorenzo. And Sam and I would take off walking, and Mama would pull up behind us, and Lorenzo would pull up behind us, and off we go down through the woods, the four of us. So Sammy wasn't that big a fan of the goats, but she didn't care. And these goats would find a briar, and they'd stop and eat for a while, and... uh, catch up or they'd stop and take a drink at the creek when we pass it so off we went little troop now mama got pregnant and uh i wasn't milking her at the time she had her baby we called this goat well we called it baby so baby would join us when she got older on the walks the five of us going through the woods Soon after that, baby was about to be weaned, and I started milking mama. That's when it all began. Now, there's a portable milking stand that Clifton Butner built for Manny to use. Everything he builds is high quality. It'll last forever. So we moved it out here near my house in the woods where they lived. It's about 75 yards from the house. And I'd march out there twice a day. My milk pail, bucket of water to wash mama's udder, towels, and a container, a small bucket of feed for her. And mama, you know, might be hanging around. Sometimes she'd be down in the holler. Sometimes I'd hear her bell down there. Sometimes I didn't know where she was. So I'd call, I'd whistle until she heard me. And I could hear her bell going, and she'd come running up the hill. Oh, well, she loved getting milked because there's a time when there's so much milk in there they need relief. And she didn't mind it, and she loved that I'd feed her. So uh, there's a trough on the stand. I'd pour food in it. She'd she'd stand there. I'd uh, close a stanchion on her neck. Now... This was pretty special on a nice day. Sun would be shining down through the leaves. 
I'd milk her. She'd eat. When she'd finished eating, she'd patiently stand there and chew her cud. Chew her cud just like a cow. She's a ruminant. When I'd finish, I'd let her down. She'd drink the water that was left so she wouldn't have to go down to the creek and get her water. She'd jump down. Now I always took out something for her to snack on. Carrots, celery, something like that. So she'd get a snack and off she'd go. Very, very nice. But all, not all days were like that. Remember, this was my neighbor's goat and this was his land. And he let me use a goat in the land. But he also had beef cattle running in the same area. He also ran sheep and rams and lambs. He also had miniature horses. Oh, these miniature horses. He had 55-gallon drums of cattle feed out there and troughs to feed the animals. So to keep them away from us and to keep them from bothering Mama, I'd pour them a few buckets of feed in the troughs and they'd eat. But that wouldn't last long. And these horses would nip at the cows Bully them. Little horses, big cows. They'd kick it. They'd turn around and kick them. They'd nip at them with their teeth and they'd drive them off. I had a sort of a sheltered area built up. I had some links of uh, fence that I made sort of a square and mom and I'd be in the middle of it. But these cows would come over and they'd stand right next to it, right next to us breathing staring at us, breathing big breaths and panting. And the horses would like bang on the fence and they'd manage to sneak through and they'd come in. It was a pain. But Mama was patient. She didn't let it bother. She just stood there, chewed her cud. And I'd always talk to her as I milked her. I think I got that from my dad. He used to talk to the cows when he was around them. Said it calmed them down. So I'd say, how's your day, Mama? Yeah, I'm doing good. So on and so on. But not all days were that pleasant. We have a lot of rain here in western North Carolina in the mountains, thunderstorms, big storms, hail. And we experienced all of it. And we have some pretty nasty bugs here. Mosquitoes, flies, horse flies, biting flies, gnats, ants, wasps. Yellow jackets, hornets, and they all live out there in the woods and they'd all come by at one time or another, try to torture us. And, and they did torture us, I'm telling you. Mama would be stomping her feet, trying to get the flies off her, kicking. I'd be grabbing the milk bucket so we didn't lose it, get knocked over. But worse than those summer bugs was the cold and the storms in the winter. I had no shelter out there. It's just a stand. So we'd be standing there. I'd be sitting. Mama standing. Sleet. Snow on us. My hands and fingers. Ice cold. Miserable. Both of us miserable. Poor thing. Water and snow running down our coat. You know, these difficult times, but they didn't affect our friendship. Mama still come running when she saw me or heard me. In the middle of winter, she'd come running. Now, I asked her owner two summers ago to sell her to me. I needed a source of milk for my soaps that I could count on. He said, no, he wouldn't sell her. I could continue to milk her. That wasn't a problem, but he wanted to breed her. 
and have more goats. So she got pregnant again, and I stopped milking after a couple months. She needed the energy that she would put into milk. She needed it to make her babies. So three months later, she had those babies, and they were both male. She nursed them for a while, and then I started milking her again. So at the time, I was starting on a shira. A friend of ours, a woman named Kathy Hurley, she's a very successful executive producer and owner of a production company. She said, I love your soaps. Let me build you a website. I'll do it for you. You can sell them, on, you can sell them online. People will love them. So she had friends she knew from the business, personal friends. A number of them one day stopped at our place, a photographer and his assistants for a photo shoot. So mama was a star, pictures of mama, pictures of the soaps. And last summer, I sat down again with some people at our fire pit, Dawn, Clifton, Manny. I said, Manny, I love mama. Please sell her to me. He said, no, you can milk her. We'll just act as if she belongs to both of us. I said, I need a steady supply of fresh milk, Manny. He said he wouldn't breed her again. You can just milk her. So we built Mama in as a critical piece of our story and our brand. Well, a couple of months later, in the fall of last year, Billy, the goat that you've heard about that I love so much, not, appears in the holler. Now, if anybody tells you that a nanny goat cannot get pregnant while she's nursing, well, don't listen to it. They can, and they do, and she did. So mama gets pregnant. I milk her a couple months more than I stop milking her. Manny moves her down the road to a field near his house. That's about a third of a mile down the road from here. Now, one makes goat milk soap by mixing the milk frozen with lye. That's sodium hydroxide. It's lye creates heat. So you have to freeze the milk first before mixing it. If you used only milk, the high temperature would burn the butter fat in the milk and ruin the soap. And then you mix this with the various waxes and oils you're using and the scent essences, and that becomes a soap. So I, I had enough milk frozen to last me for a while. So I bought a new goat, Razmataz, and was ready to move on from Mama. We met with our marketing guy. He's a young man, smart. His name is Cody Nations. He's the guy that got me started with these podcasts, by the way. I said, Cody, we've got to get Mama and her photos and mention of her off of the website. She's not part of the story anymore. So we scheduled him out to do a photo shoot to feature Razzie. And this was uh, going to be last week on Thursday. So I had to move on. I was so sad. I couldn't even go down and visit Mama. It was too hard. But there's more to this story. There are more developments. Hey, thanks to our sponsor, Anashira. Please think of our wild oat soap when you really need to wash your hands and arms and the rest of your body. It's also a great gift for Father's Day. Don't forget your dad. So, join me next week for the surprise continuation of this episode of Stories from Anashira. Anashira.